Welcome everybody to the Talking Roadmaps channel. I'm absolutely thrilled to have another episode with you here today. Today I'm joined by Malta. Malta, please introduce yourself. Hi Justin, thanks so much for the, for the invite. Um, yeah, my name is Malta. I'm one of the founders and I'm also the CEO and CPO of Airfocus. We are uh, an end-to-end product management platform and we're the only hyper-flexible platform in the market. So uh, the whole architecture of Airfocus is in a very modular way because we we, we learned that um, especially large organizations they're quite unique in, in in how they work and they need like flexible tooling to to do product management right and to also get a single source of product truth if you're enjoying the channel subscribe hit the bell icon and give us a like yeah i think i got some of that from some demos that you guys have been doing around the the different things that you can plug in and the way that your architecture around air focus is is created so yeah i'm really excited to uh, to jump into that Fantastic. Well, let me introduce the show. So welcome. If you're new here, this is a Talking Roadmaps channel. We love to talk everything roadmaps with roadmapping experts, tooling owners such as Malta and some practitioners as well. So Malta, let's talk roadmaps a little bit and maybe back to the fundamentals of, from your perspective, what is the purpose of a roadmap? Great. Love that question. So first of all, before we start, like I'm not a roadmapping expert. I'm, I'm a founder of a company that provides product management software. And I have an opinion and I have a take on, on road mapping, but it's from the kind of mind of a, of a, of a startup founder and a product guy. And it's just a, another opinion. Excellent. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> so, yeah, what is a roadmap? A roadmap is a, is a guiding document that um, explains to, to people how to achieve your vision and how to implement your, your strategy. It's very related to, to the product goals, which themselves are related to the company goals and a lot of like things around how to do them, what format, whether to put dates on that. I'm sure we will dive into that. I'm a bit torn between these two worlds of the startup roadmap, which which I kind of own, and then like the roadmapping problems of our larger customers, where there's like a very different problem space and very different, yeah, a very different situation. So in my case, we have a, we have a small team of 50 people. Um, we are all pretty aligned on the mission. We have one product, not 10. And it's, it's very clear, uh, the direction. And for us, it's, it's fine to also put features on them that are very concrete, solution-oriented, that maybe have a quarter on it, whatever. But I, I completely get why, like, maybe a large organization with um, silos and cross cross team, cross product collaboration and dependencies where, where where you need to have like a very different approach to roadmap. Yeah, mass- massively important. Two takeaways I'm getting there from what you're saying is that in classic product management, it depends, but I think it does. Um, it depends on where your product and your company are in terms of their maturity and what we're trying to do. Um, but also something that you picked up on there, which I think is important as well, is is the difference between company goals and, and kind of strategy and the product goals and the strategy. So I'm seeing a kind of a tiered approach here. And I think that's really important because some of the clients I work with don't necessarily have that visibility. And yet that's something you're seeing and is really important. I think it's it's a must have. Um, and if you don't have it, try find a way to to make that happen. But you need to have some visibility into uh, the company objectives, especially in in these times where uh, the macro dictates so much of uh, what is possible and the resources we have and and what is expected. Yeah, so um, f- for that reason, we also very recently uh, launched a, a big product update to AirFocus um, around OKRs. 
So uh, we have um, the option now to to manage the OKRs and Air Focus. And our customers, what they do is they, um, on the highest level, typically create an OKR workspace in Air Focus where they manage company objectives. And then they create like these um, sub workspaces for um, either department uh, OKRs or like OKRs per product division, right? But you, you, you want to see that breakdown from the very top company objectives that are maybe for the next 12 months uh, and that don't change so often, but then down to quarterly or biannually uh, a team or product OKRs uh, that then also link to your roadmap and, and, and the work that's happening in, in, in all of the team's epic spaces and, and, and uh, opportunity discovery pipelines, et cetera. Fantastic. I think, that's, I think that's really important. I'm thrilled to see that kind of what we just discussed, that cascade from your company strategy yeah. down to your products and departments. And it's also about setting the direction, but not necessarily being specific around how we're going to cover those. So these are the yeah. kind of the outcomes we want to achieve, yes. but empowering your product teams to, to work out how they're going to do that. Absolutely. And, and, and for example, what we've, or how we've built it is that um, you can create key results um, where you can link your product work to them. Yeah. So mm -hmm. um, even if, 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 if these, like the status of your roadmap items, even if they don't directly impact the key result, um, you, you still want to make that connection so you can see, okay, this is the stuff that we do in order to, to achieve this key result and then the, the upper lying uh, objective. Absolutely. That totally makes sense with me. And some of the people I work with in service-related departments or functions, they don't necessarily roll up into a product-level OKR. So having this kind of this different tier and also allowing your OKRs at the lower level not to necessarily be always product-related, they could be for different yeah. services or departments, you're really being inclusive there because you can now bring in OKRs for service or support or for sales that don't necessarily tie into the product, but yeah. they're absolutely key at delivering your company OKR. So I love that holistic approach you've taken to that implementation. Superb. So let's go into a little bit more then. So we've talked about the purpose of a roadmap. Who's, who's the audience of a roadmap from your perspective? I mean, there are many audiences, and that's why I also think it's important to kind of uh, branch off uh, different roadmaps for each of the audiences. In, in our case, we have like two audiences. We have um, like the internal company that needs to know, okay, what's our roadmap? And then we have a public roadmap that we also share on our website and that we link to from, from within our product to um, kind of communicate with our audience and engage them around our plans and also to collect feedback on, on these roadmap uh, right. topics. So we structure our roadmap in the non-X later format, uh, which we really like. Um, the, the later is called later slash problems to be looked at. Yeah. And we get like a lot of feedback from, from our customers. I think this is, uh, this is the reason, the, the main reason why we do it, um, to get feedback and, and kind of co-build our product with our audience. Absolutely. I mean, you're, you're building it for them. You want them to get the maximum use of it. And, and it's interesting that you talked about kind of the later being more of the problem space. And that really resonates with me. You know, one of the things that led me to be passionate about roadmaps is that I created them really in, in, not in a very good way, in a way that kind of just tripped me up and caused problems because it was more of a, 
a 12-month delivery plan. So the fact that you're trying to educate the audience and show them that, look, these are the things we're not sure about the solution yet, but this is the problem we want to solve for you. And the fact that you've got a public-facing roadmap within Air Focus, I think is really commendable. So, you know, you're leading by example. Yes, but we also have to because um, who else should do it if not if not us? So, Walter, you've got a couple of different roadmaps. You've got an internal roadmap and an external roadmap. Not necessarily from an air focus perspective, but from your mind, who who really should maintain the roadmap? Is there a role specifically for that? Yeah, it depends again on what what type of roadmap we're we're, we're talking about, right? Very high level strategic company roadmaps that can also like branch out or or have these like uh, child roadmaps. But yeah, who, who, whoever defines what's been put on the roadmap and um, what advances in the roadmap, like the owner of the roadmap, yeah, should be the the, the person man- managing it and um, also deciding who who sees it and how people engage with it. Of course, with like product marketing in our case, like when it's more like customer facing, I think product marketing is, is the right person or department to, to help with that. Everything depends. I'm really sorry if I, if I have to say this like a gazillion times today. We, I can only speak for myself, like here at Airfocus, like it's not that, that I as the CPO like dictate our roadmap. It's very like community driven or the discussion driven right like we have discussion and then there's usually also no not so much debate because it's quite obvious what the the logical rational next thing to do is because you look at the data you look at the insights you uh, you look at the market and um, and then it's not so much opinion anymore that's a hundred percent i totally agree um one of our friends of the channel itamar gilad released his uh evidence uh evidence guided and and that that really makes a lot of sense to me. It's kind of like looking at the different things and then, or evidence led, sorry, um, and it's looking at all of the different things and making a, an in, an informed decision on those. Not just being data led or product led. Um, you know, in many ways, we should be customer focused and obsessed about them, and we're just solving their problems. Um, so. Love, love that response there. And, and you know what? It wouldn't be a product management related channel if we didn't say it, it depends because it absolutely does. Everything is so nuanced. So you've mentioned, um, and, and I really like the fact that we've got OKRs now within Air Focus. So what's the relationship do you feel between a roadmap and maybe the vision, strategy, objectives, OKRs? They do need to be distinct. Is that right in your view? All interconnected. And I also think it it really helps to... Um, force yourself to to maintain these documents on a regular basis. Obviously, you don't want to like spend too much time on it and, and and don't get get to do the actual work. We always recommend formalize these processes. Have a place where where you where where the roadmap and the vision and the the strategy document sits. And then um, when people talk, ask you, hey, what, what's the strategy? Here's the document. Um, right. um, bookmark it. Yeah, and just be. Be open about feedback um, on these topics. So that's also how how I've always treated company building. Um, I don't know I don't know anything, right? Uh, and and uh, I, I have op- opinions and ideas, and let's put them out there and uh, involve the people and invite them to to do, to to discuss these things. And the more you do that, the more it gets clear what to do. What I what I want to say around these these topics is um, if you're if you're new to doing them, if you're new to like writing down a vision statement or a strategy document or OKRs or even a roadmap, try to find an early MVP of, of each of these documents. Because mm. if you if you always want to get to the 100% solution, 
um, and you read all the books and you always want to get it perfect, you will not, not get anywhere. Time box the thing, put up a meeting where you say, by the end of this meeting, we, we make a decision on the MVP that we, we're going to roll with for uh, the next quarter. And in our case, um, with regards to product, okay, as this meant that we literally uh, just started with objectives and we, we left out the key results for the first quarter. Yeah, just right. to, to get something working that, that didn't keep us busy. Because you can discuss about key results forever, right? Who knows if yes. when you launch a new product, who knows if, you, uh, if, if the number of users that you want to have on your newly launched feature is 10 or 100. Nobody knows. And it's not worth discussing about it all the time. Sometimes it's as simple as, yeah, let's just launch it and, and do all our best. We, we all do our best and then we, we, we're going to take it from there. Superb. Yeah, that really resonates with me you know i've been reading some articles around you know i i'm a fan of roadmaps but actually more than that i'm more of a fan of road mapping and the process that you need to go through but absolutely to your point you know do we want to spend 50 percent of our time planning and 50 percent executing we need to time box this so we don't get into paralysis and a roadmap is for life not just for this quarter it's kind of like <laughs> let's not just do it quarterly let's yeah. do it as just let's time box it a little bit go through the motions, but then actually just go and learn from, from what we're doing. Multi, I, I, that's, that's an absolute value bomb there for our audience. So thank you for sharing that insight with us because I think a lot of people get very caught up in, am I doing these things right? Go and iterate on them. Go and product manage the, your product management processes and take the bits that work for you and just learn and be curious. I think that's really good advice. Thank you. So let's talk about, um, we'll go into a little bit more of, of, of road mapping as, as well, but what are some of the key elements of a roadmap? You've mentioned OKRs, you mentioned the, the now, the next, and, and kind of the later with some problems in it. Is that what would look like a, a good roadmap for you? Yeah, uh, I would say on the, on, on the highest level, we, we like to recommend and also follow this practice our, our own, like you, 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 you have the uh, product OKRs. So we're talking about a product roadmap right now. So the highest level, right. uh, I like to have the, the product OKRs um, that you maybe use as like swim lanes or um, where filters or that, that, that you show on your roadmap items. I think the vision is, is, is a bit too generic. I mean, you can put it on top. It's not taking so much space, but yeah. And then I really like the non-X later format, uh, put these things into the buckets um, and then very short, precise, uh, descriptions around uh, like what are the the problems um, the, the whole product management spiel right like hypothesis how do you want to measure things um, uh, what are the related and this is probably the most important part uh, if you do product man uh, road mapping right um, you have like road mapping on this like initiative level very high level non-x level non-x later uh, not so much actual solutions or features. Maybe right. when stuff is in the now, they, they more morph into, into becoming solutions. But uh, the most important part is that they link down to your opportunities or your epics. So it's, a, it's, it's something that sits one level higher than where you do spend most of your days uh, on like the epic or opportunity level. And uh, you, you, you want to link these, uh, these, these opportunities or epics to these high-level opportunities so that you can also track progress right. and see where, where you're going. But uh, yeah, we're not talking about um, opportunities or epics right now. But yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Yeah. I, I like to keep it very simple, uh, get, a, get an understanding about like what this is about, um, what are the kind of connected opportunities, and then um, if necessary, some indication around uh, when, you, when you think to, to ship this. 
but uh, usually we, we only put that information on these initiatives when, when, when stuff is actually in the now. Like, yes. what do I know? Yes. What, what happens in the, in the next or later? Totally. Yeah, it's about it's about setting direction, but but having confidence, and you know, it's I think you're quite right. Too many times the roadmap gets conflated, and we create a very long term delivery plan. I love the fact that you're talking about defining OKRs at the top level, but then sometimes the key results for future OKR buckets we don't know, and we're not going to worry about that just yet. I'm very much seeing this cascade in terms of your in terms of your mind of how this works, and then as we come down into the now, that's really where we're looking at delivery, not not discovery and, and experimentation. So only then in the now are we going to talk about delivery and maybe some specific dates of high integrity commitments. But other than that, nothing and nothing else. I, I really your 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 process and and how road mapping works in your mind really resonates with me and hopefully with our audience because I think that from experience. That's the right way for us to do this. Here's a good question for you, Malta. What tools do you prefer to use for managing and visualizing a roadmap? So AFOCUS literally started as a prioritization and roadmapping tool. But as I said earlier, we've now become really an end-to-end product management platform going all the way from like your your customer feedback and the, the insights to OKRs, roadmapping, prioritization, uh, portfolio, product portfolio management, and then handing everything over in a very... Um, integrated way into Jira or De- Azure DevOps, right. wherever you get stuff done. Yeah, but roadmapping is, a, is the core use case in AirFocus, and we've spent like a lot of time around uh, roadmapping functionality. Most importantly, as everything in AirFocus, there is not this one way of doing it, and that's why we are uh, quite flexible, and we allow for, like as we call it, dynamic roadmapping. So you can create... Ideally, you have like you use AirFocus as a single source of record for all your product work, uh, including your high-level roadmap initiatives, mm-hmm. and and then how you visualize them and how you you share them with different audiences, you can all configure based on the same uh, single source of truth, right? You have one roadmap item that is I want to improve um, our sign-up process in order to increase the um, conversion rate, something like that, yeah. yeah. And that thing exists once, not five times in different spreadsheets and 15 different PowerPoint presentations and then like some version in, in Jira. Uh, but you have it once and that then is maybe visualized in different ways. Maybe some people really like to put it on a timeline. And then we are not the people to, to say like timeline roadmaps are bad. If you right. want to do that and you have like a good reason to do that, like do it. Um, it's not what we recommend, uh, but it's sometimes maybe a useful thing to do because you should also keep in mind, it's not always that simple as, as like building a SaaS company like, like I do, right? Like for me, it's simple. Right. We, we ship software, we ship every day. Uh, it, it, it's easy, yeah? But if you, if you I don't know, uh, build a car uh, and the car is like 80% software these days, uh, you have deadlines, uh, you have manufacturing that's very dependent on, on what you're doing here and you better have a plan. And it's, I think it's a bit arrogant of um, some, some product people to say like, oh, timelines are bad. Because sometimes they are, it's just the reality of, of, of stuff. And our customers, they are not all software companies. They, they are very often like traditional uh, companies that are around for 100 years and yes. that are now becoming tech companies. Uh, and they need to kind of bridge this, this new software world with, with the old world of manufacturing or, or whatever, or even services. There are very good reasons sometimes to put stuff on a timeline. And, um, Absolutely. And, and, yeah. and you, we give them the tools uh, but I also think, like, if you're not there yet, if you don't have a single source of record in a tool like Afrocos, 
uh, around all your product work, the tool for the very specific task of, of road mapping doesn't matter so much. You can also put it on a, on a slide or Trello board or whatever. Um, I wouldn't recommend that. I would recommend to use AirFocus, but uh, it, it's important that it's accessible to people, that it's not outdated, it's sort of real-time, but there are other tools um, where you can do it. I hope my such, marketing such department doesn't hear this where, where I'm like <laughs> recommending to put roadmaps on a Trello board. Like, what's this guy doing? Well, in, in some cases, it's inevitable because I suspect within AirFocus, when you've got a customer-facing roadmap, as you do on your website, that might be the data is managed in AirFocus, but it might not be AirFocus surfacing it. It might be that sometimes that you have a presentation layer that comes out of the tool sometimes. I mean, even though my background's in AHA Malta, my favorite roadmapping tool tends to be PowerPoint because or, or or Miro or Mural because it allows you to take the data that you need and surface it in a way that resonates with your customer. But I think what's important is that there is a management system behind that, which which absolutely AirFocus can be part of. You also mentioned some really good points in there uh, as well that I think are going to be meaningful to our audience. So um, thank you for sharing that with us. That's that's great. Yeah, I, I think that the time of product managers. And product teams is super, super important, yeah, and to, to manage the time and to, to, to also work efficiently. Whenever I hear someone saying, I spend like uh, five, five hours per month putting roadmaps together in PowerPoint, I, I just think, sure, I, I'm sure it gets the job done, but it's like five wasted hours. I, ideally, um, it's, it's, a but, it's, it's a click of a button and you put it to another front end. Uh, yeah. that, that that your audience wants to see, but like, don't do that. It's don't do that to yourself. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, that's a great. I think we, that's a quote. I think we're there. Don't do it to yourself. It's not. It's not needed. Um, Multi. I think that answers one of my questions here, which is, I think is one of the biggest mistakes people do in road mapping. It sounds like just just that. You know, it's like just do what is necessary. Don't over don't uh, over index on on creating roadmaps where it's not really necessary. What are some of the anti patterns or bad practices that you regularly encounter? So I suspect you're working with, you know, speaking to customers on a regular basis. What are some of the anti patterns or bad practices you see them do? Aside from the, the technical aspects of um, not setting the process up for transparency and time efficiency and all that, I think it comes down to to all the stuff that the product management gurus talk about all the time, right? Um, how to make the right product decisions, how to empower yourself and your teams to uh, have the data at hand to to make the right decisions. And then, like, usually the really difficult conversations around these ex expectations um, from sales and um, go-to-market teams around, yeah, I need this uh, for my customer. Um, otherwise, how should I uh, reach our like sales goals. And it's just like the, the hard conversation that a, a product leader uh, has to make. And I think this is not where you find like these clear anti-patterns, but it's just like hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but I think if you, if you have a good process where you, where, where you kind of follow like these three rules. Um, so we call it modern product management. It's number one, you, you want to have a product strategy kind of concludes in good OKRs and a, and a good roadmap um, we discussed all of that. So you want to be, you want to have a strategy. You want to be mm -hmm. customer centric, and that requires that you that you centralize feedback, that you have the feedback, um, that it make, you make it easy for people to to give you feedback, and that you then also make the feedback actionable by creating right. the the insights out of the feedback and kind of linking the feedback to the epics, to the opportunities, to to the roadmap items. So you have that clear chain from the high-level OKRs down to the to an actual user story. And when you have all of that, the third point is you, you want to 
have like empowered product teams that can move fast. And all of these th three things kind of need to come together. Um, and if you, if you establish a process uh, in your product organization that does all of that, then usually you have uh, all the information at hand um, for, for the product teams to, to, to make these tough decisions. Um, so you just have to, to constantly uh, find the, the, the balance between, okay, um, this brings in revenue, but it's not so much in line with, with our like midterm, long-term strategy. Uh, but it's maybe something that we can do really quickly because we, are, uh, we, we have the resources right now in this little Empower team that I'm working in. So right. you, you look at these three areas um, or you look at the problem from the perspective of these three areas, strategy, customer centricity, and, and a team that can move fast and solve problems. Uh, autonomously, then you, ha you you have everything to to have these conversations. I would say incredible guidance, Malta. Thank you. Yeah. So the product strategy, customer centricity, actionable feedback. I think there'd be a lot of very happy product managers if they were enabled to do some of those things. I know I've been in roles where I haven't, but having worked with teams and been in the space for a long time, as have you. You know, those sort of things that you listed out there makes me really happy, which is, you know, we understand where we're going, we care about the customer, and we're able to act quickly on what we learn. I think that's phenomenal advice. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. So as we start to approach the end of, of, of uh, our session, so you mentioned a couple of the kind of the experts out there, the people that we can learn from. Whose advice on road mapping do you typically listen to? And I think your customers is going to be a big part of that as well. So I'm going to seed that response for you. But I think customers is a big one for you guys there. But also, are there any other experts that you listen to? Yeah, uh, our customers for sure. One of my favorite customers uh, is Crack from Paperfly. A uh, little shout out. Um, they have a beautiful public roadmap also and a very nice process around product management, management in general. So I actually learn a lot from them and other customers. Uh, but yeah, then I, I would say I've, I, I, I really like the stuff from uh, John Cutler, Marty Kagan, very obvious evergreen stuff. And very lately, I've really enjoyed reading more like on the marketing side, like April Dunford with uh, like obviously awesome and the sales pitch. I'm, I'm reading mm -hmm. them right now on my Fantastic. desk every day. They are like obviously not so much product management books, but you can get a lot of wisdom more from the business side which is very important for product management. I, I, I really believe in the end-to-end -end product manager. I'm not a fan of like splitting the role up. Um, I, I'd rather argue that you should take away scope, but then let the product manager do it end-to-end -end in a thorough way. And um, if, you, if you think about product management as an end-to-end -end function or role, then this necessarily means you, you also have to be good or have an understanding about like these strategy, positioning questions. And, and April Dunford, um, in, in very elegant words, uh, gives you this process around all these elements of, of positioning, right? Like who is your customer? Uh, what is, what's a unique capability? What's a, a benefit? What's a, what's a value that, that customer gets out of it? And, and when you do this exercise for, for your company or your product or your division, however you're structured, you will see that this informs your, your, your road mapping and how you approach the whole topic. And this is obviously a, a lot to ask from product managers because you're now literally asking them to be uh, entrepreneurs. But I think that should be the, the ambition here. I, I absolutely agree. I, I mean, it's, again, just 
nodding violently at what you've shared there, Malta. You know, that I think traditionally, certainly in the last 10 years, there's been too much of a focus on delivery over over strategy and, and solving problems. So I think seeing that change with Brian Chesky at Airbnb mm. and things like that, I think is absolutely the right thing. And, and you said it yourself, cut scope, right? Maybe we do less, but we do more of the right things. And we own that end to end, which I think is so important. Um, I think that's phenomenal insight. Absolutely. I would disagree with how Brian Chesky actually uh, thinks he can <laughs> do it. Too. I'm not so sure it's a scalable framework, but I, I, I agree know, with, I mean... with trying. I agree with uh, the problem and I agree with trying. I, I disagree with the solution. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I actually mentioned something. I think it might have been um, Lenny's podcast actually on, on when he's commenting on that, that that's not necessarily scalable. It might be okay in the short term to support product management moving back into more of a product strategy, product marketing role. But I, I agree, you know, it's not sustainable to have the CEO to get involved in the market. <laughs> In the, in the detail of everything, but I like the sentiment. That, that <laughs> me too, me too. Superb. So I'm going to ask you one of the hardest questions which I can ask now. It's not hard in terms of being challenging. It's how would you distill your philosophy of road mapping into just a couple of sentences? Um, how, how would you describe the philosophy of road mapping? Good question. I should, should have come prepared. So I think it's it's all about problems, problem solving, right? So there's like, you, you, you want to visualize your the various problems that you have and, and create like a prop problem hierarchy. And, uh, and, and, and based on that, you kind of approach these topics. So what, what problems are you actually trying to solve here um, for the uh, overall product portfolio for the, for, for the product, um, for, for the various products. And then um, one level uh, below that, like for the actual capabilities or, or features that you have, right? You, 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 you always want to come from from the first principle problem thinking and then yeah just follow the best practices and kind of start lean stay lean stay dynamic um yeah in order to kind of fulfill the ultimate goal here which is to communicate uh what problems you're planning to solve and why and how and potentially a bit when yeah i think that's that's pretty much it it's no no rocket science i think it's uh, it's, it's all um, the same. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, like you said earlier, you know, it's just stop doing it sometimes. It, don't make it too, don't stop road mapping. But I think the process of road mapping is useful and just just take it for what it is. Be curious. It goes into your three previous rules, Malta, I think. It's about having product strategy, customer centricity and feedback and actionable. And your roadmap should be facilitating each of those discussions. I think it, 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 I really bought into uh, into what you've shared there. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, look, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. I'd love to give you now the opportunity just to tell us again a little bit about Air Focus and how it helps product teams out there. Absolutely. Thank you uh, for pro providing me uh, with this uh, opportunity. So the big thing, the, 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 the key insight that we, that we gained over the last years is um, that every company is a tech company these days. Yeah? And, um, and, and this trend will not stop. Uh, the whole world is getting digitized and companies uh, of all uh, shapes and sizes now have product managers and engineers and they will continue um, to, do, to, to educate people to become product managers. And at some point, uh, you need to have product management tooling uh, because like the Jira's and notions of the world, um, they're good for uh, the micro level, but they, 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 they are not really scalable. 
And um, what we learned over the last years is that large organizations have so many products and so many teams and so much complexity um, that, the, that the core problems that they have are not so much like what prioritization framework do I use in my little team that's, that's important and, um, and, and, and true, but how to break up these silos, how to create alignment across teams, across the product portfolio, um, and, and how to make sure there's like this shared understanding of the strategy, the goals, the roadmaps, uh, and, and this stuff is, is complicated, right? And if, if you really want to solve it, you need a single source of product truth, a single source of record, um, where, you, where you always have one entry in the database, one, one high-level roadmap initiative, and then you want to link stuff uh, in a logical manner across different hierarchy levels um, so you can have these, these true conversations around, okay, this is the one problem, let's describe it once and for all, in a structured way, let's make sure the, the insights are linked to that one thing. Let's, show, let, let's make sure that this one thing is, is maybe shared in five different ways, but it's still the same thing. And this will save you so much time. And if you now think a bit um, into the future, like any other uh, functional role, um, AI is tremendously going to change how, how we are all going to work. And in five years, we will look back and, 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 and laugh about how, what type of stuff we were doing manually right like even like yeah. a year ago i was doing stuff manually that i uh, that i'm now laughing about um every day i use ChatGPT for like 30 minutes and um yeah and if you like fast forward five years you will have a prog management system that you can talk to uh like it's the smartest person on earth right it will have it will access the single source of record it will have all the data you can ask questions and you will spend way less time doing all this manual stuff, but instead you will uh, kind of or orchestra uh, innovation by going in there uh, using these like dedicated product management functionality and you're going to follow or guide the suggestions made by the AI based on all the product data that's in one place. And, th and that's super exciting and, and, and what, we are, what we're working on here every day. And um, yeah, if, you, um, if you're interested and would like to learn more, happy to uh, connect with you on, on LinkedIn or I have a product consultant uh, uh, reach out for a demo. We always love that. Fantastic. Yeah. And in fact, that leads me to the last question, which is a lot of what you've said today, Malta, has resonated with me. I know it's going to resonate with our audience. How can people find you? Um, if you're hiring, what's the best route for them to be able to, to contact you as well? What does that look like? How can people get in contact with you? We'll put some links down below as well. But where's the best places for you? Yeah, amazing. So uh, I'm quite active on LinkedIn. So um, just send me a, a connection request. And then uh, follow AirFocus. We, we, we put out a lot of uh, content around modern product management. And we also have a careers page, airfocus.com slash careers. Uh, and kind of one content recommendation that I would give is our latest ebook around uh, OKRs for product teams. It's, it's, I would say, one of our best pieces ever. It has a lot of actionable um, examples also, which I personally always like. I, I'm not like a a big reading guy. Um, I like examples and it has, has nice examples of how company utilize OKRs and, and how they approach certain problems around the, uh, the the handling and the management of OKRs. Malta, it's been absolutely incredible speaking to you today. Uh, it's like learning from one of the experts that's been there and seen it nope. and done it so far. So <laughs> Not thank you expert. so much. But it's a lot of the transparency, you know, you're, you're, you're learning in the open. You know, we wouldn't be so bold in 
uh, as, as an entrepreneur or CPO or founder to say that we have all the answers. We're just curious. We're good at understanding the problems and then bringing solutions. And that's what it's all about. So I know that's what you stand for. So thank you so much for your time. A reminder to our audience, if you've loved what we've talked about today, please do give us a like and a subscribe. Share it out with the others. Um, if you're on, listening on the podcast, give us a follow there as well. It really helps for other people to find the platform, to have to listen to these discussions and to, to learn from great people like Malta. Malta, thank you so much. I look forward to seeing you in LinkedIn and following you further. Amazing. Yeah. Where can I buy your shirt, Justin? <laughs> well, well we, we need to make some of these available. So this is yeah. the uh, a roadmap is for life, not just for, for Chris, not just for this quarter. And then we've got uh, talking roadmaps on the background. So maybe we need to get a line of merchandise sorted for you as well. <laughs> Congrats on Let everything, Justin. Thanks for the advice.